Welcome to the Dildorks, dorky discourse on sex, dating, and masturbating. My name is Kate Sloan. I'm a sex journalist, a sex blogger, and I have been reading fan fiction for as long as I've been on the internet, which is almost my whole life. God, that's really weird. <laughs> Who are you? I'm Bex. I'm a sex educator and a sex blogger. I've been reading fanfic since uh, ninth grade, something like that, <laughs> like for a while. <laughs> um, and I'm officially on tea. Yay! Woo! I'm so proud of you. One whole week. I'm so excited. Can you explain what that means for anybody who's like, tea, that's a drink from England. What? <laughs> <laughs> and I am sitting on a whole pile of it right now. <laughs> um, no, so I, uh, I started taking testosterone, which is going to make me look more mask and... Uh, yeah, basically transitioning and things. That's so, so awesome, babe. How it's are you feeling? It's also going to make my voice deeper. So, like, Ooh. prepare for the manliest podcast. Sexy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. It, like, hit a lot more intensely than I expected to the first week. Mm-hmm. I didn't, like, notice any physical changes or whatever, which... I expect it. I mean, I have years before it's going to be, like, serious changes and at least, like, three or four months until I'm really going to start noticing stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I take it weekly. But (laughs) the mood things, those hit right away. (laughs) Uh, I'm not... The thing is, I'm not used to, like, any sort of uh, altered state substances other than like I smoke weed occasionally but like that's it I don't even drink caffeine Mm -hmm. like my body has nothing like weird in it usually um not (laughs) weird but you know what I mean tinder dudes but you know Uh, yeah that happens (laughs) but like I don't I don't even take aspirin like Mm -hmm. my body just runs on its own stuff and like (laughs) then I injected tea for the first time and like I just felt like pretty energetic the first few days i was like oh wow like i'm in a good mood lately that's rad whatever and then by day like four the energy went into overdrive and like my anxiety was like you rang (laughs) Uh, and i just it felt like i had like 17 cups of coffee and like i was exhausted but i couldn't stop moving and inside i was just like somebody stop the ride i want to get off (laughs) So, we'll see if that happens again. That was, like, 40 hours of, like, really intense energy that, like, did not feel like... It it felt like a trip. Like, it felt like I had drugs in my system, which Mm -hmm. I guess I kind of did. Yeah. But, uh, so we'll see if I start to get used to that or explode. (laughs) Either way. (laughs) Yeah, folks, stay tuned for updates from the roller coaster that is Bex's life on tea. I'm really excited for you, though. Like, I, I'm sorry that you're going through a rough time with the uh, the adjustment, but, like, I'm so stoked and so proud of you and awesome. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I also I also made a grinder account because, you know, that's what you do when you become a gay boy. Uh, immediately start grinding down. Yes, it's the best worst thing I've ever done. I'm very excited. <laughs> Please hook up with someone from Grinder. Please. <laughs> I 
Okay, I I can maybe make that happen. (laughs) I'll have to consult with my anxiety, Mm -hmm. but we'll see. Yeah, I feel that. You know what we should do? We should each schedule, like, I'll schedule a Tinder date and you schedule a Grindr date for the same night, and we can, like, live update each other and then do a podcast that's just, like, what happened on the date. That would be excellent. Yeah. We We should definitely do that. I'll just have a board meeting with my mental illnesses and be like, can we make this happen? What do we, how do we feel about leaving the house? And anxiety can be like, but have you considered the things that go wrong? And depression's just like, you know, our bed's comfy, right? <laughs> Too real. I know. We have ice so cream well. at home, though. And I'm like, right, but uh, there's dick in the world. And anxiety's like, true. I had not considered that. And depression's like, but bed, then we'd have to share the bed. Oh, the worst. <laughs> also, there's silicone dick, so, like, whatever, dude. Exactly. I literally, like, I was talking to someone on Grindr this afternoon, and he, was like, asked what I was into, and, like, on the list of things, <laughs> I had cock-sucking. And he was like, I got a cock you could suck. And I literally was, like, leaning over into my nightstand, and I was like, I got a draw full of them. It's fine. <laughs> like, and fully have not answered yet. Yeah, having a cock is, like, really not that big of a deal. I was like, ah! You gotta have other stuff. Do you have a magic wand? (laughs) Do you know how to use it? Mm. (laughs) Equally important. So, this is unrelated to anything we're talking about today. It's actually very related. I read a lot of very gay fanfic. Oh, good. Okay. That's where my (laughs) cock-sucking obsession came from. Right. Okay, that makes sense. We're going to get into our fanfic origin stories a little bit. So, we had written down fanfiction slash erotica for this episode, but I have a feeling we're going to be talking almost exclusively about fanfiction, because, like, honestly, conventional erotica does not do it for me quite as much it's like harder for me to imagine the characters and to get invested in the characters unless they're written super well so like with fan fiction i like already know the characters in some cases i already have a huge crush on the actors who played them so it's just like an easier and more accessible way for me to enter that world i do like erotica though because when i read erotica i'm reading like uh, anthologies by Mm -hmm. people that i know and like trust and Mm -hmm. stuff so it's curated better Mm -hmm. i don't read i haven't read fanfic since high school mostly because that's not true okay i've I've read the fanfic you you sent me yeah (laughs) yeah i haven't independently sought out fanfic for the same reason i don't watch porn that we talked about in the other episode i'm Mm -hmm. like oh there's a lot of really bad stuff out there and Mm -hmm. stuff that i just don't care for yeah and i have to go through and look for it Mm -hmm. and like find good stuff and there's a lot on the internet (laughs) so like with erotica at least i have like a book of stories that i trust are gonna be pretty good yeah like I, I was just thinking about Rachel Kramer Bustle, who is my favorite erotica editor, because I saw on our Dildorks Twitter that she had added us to a list on Twitter that was called My Favorite Podcast. And I was like, oh, my God, RKB, because um, I love her. She she edits these anthologies. Uh, a lot of them are kinky. I think actually the first erotica anthology I ever read, which was the first thing I ever reviewed, uh, was edited by her. And I just find that, like, her tastes really line up well with mine. And it's good when you can find an editor like that who, like seems to have all the same kinks as you and a lot of the same feelings about a lot of the same things. Yeah, lately I've been reading uh, Nerve Endings, mm-hmm. which is a uh, trans erotica anthology edited, edited by Toby Hillmeyer. I and love it's Toby. so good. 
So good. I have that one and I haven't started it yet because I'm so busy, but like, uh, it is beautiful. It has one of my favorite erotica stories in it, which is actually written by a friend of mine. Oh, cool. It's so good. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. So tell me about your fanfic er- uh, origin stories. I was going to say your fanfic erotica stories, which is not what I mean, but also kind <laughs> of is what I mean. Um, how did you get started reading fanfic? Do you remember that? I remember, so I have like two different origin stories really with fanfic. I remember being on a message board for Bones, which mm-hmm. by the way, I watched recently too, and is really not great anymore. <laughs> Like, no. it's not a good show anymore. I still watch it, but not great. <laughs> um, but at the time, I loved that show, and I was on the message board looking at stuff, and there was, like, a little tab called fanfic, and I was like, what is, what is that? <laughs> so I clicked on that part of the message board and started reading stuff, and there was, like, a notice on it that was, like, no only up to R, no, like, X-rated stuff here, and I was What's like, the point of that? There's X-rated stuff other places? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, continued to explore, and I distinctly remember it was probably one of the first stories I read that had uh, a blowjob at the guy's desk in his office, mm-hmm. um, and he had to, like, carry on working and answer phone calls and I think someone even came in to talk to him and he had to like remain like chill and composed and (laughs) do his job while someone was sucking his dick under the desk which really speaks to like most of my kinks now yes Uh, that was that was pretty formative I still definitely Um, have that thing of like wanting to uh mess with someone's composure through fellatio it's just yeah I don't know where that came from for me but it's, like, one of the only places where I like being a little bit toppy and a little bit dommy and, like, taking control of someone. I just find it really amusing. <laughs> yeah, and, like, and the dude's wearing a suit the whole time, and, like, I'm just, like, this is all of the things that I'm into right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I remember v- pretty soon after, maybe, like, a month or so or whatever, um... I was recent. I was getting into, like, this new group of friends... And we had been talking a little bit, and at one point they like they were like, "Have you? Do you read slash fic, or have you ever heard of slash fic?" And I was like, "No." And then they kind of started telling me, and I was like, "Oh yeah, no, I do read that." <laughs> and they were like, "Right, but here it is, and gay." And I was like, "You don't say." <laughs> <laughs> Make Go everything on. gayer. That's all I want. Yeah. Uh, and then. For the remaining four years of high school, we spent most of our time, like, during lunch and after school, printing out uh, slash fic from all our favorite stuff and, like, trading it in between classes and being like, oh my god, did you read this one? And we had, like, big folders full of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we would read it during class, (laughs) like adults. (laughs) It's great. We were very good students. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're a studious then, of something, just yeah, <laughs> not the course exactly. material. <laughs> what about you? How did you discover fic? I think that my first fandom would have been Harry Potter. I can't really confirm that because I don't have internet records that go back that far. <laughs> but uh, I do remember reading, like, Harry Draco, Hermione Snape. I was really, really into Hermione Ginny. That was kind of my jam. And I think it was just because at the time I was 
kind of gay, uh, definitely a lot gayer than I am now, and like kind of put off by dicks. Uh, so I think I just was like interested in the sapphic pairings in that fandom more so than I, the dick involved ones. <laughs> I definitely was reading it and was very excited about the dick, and then my friends were like, but have you heard of like slash feck? And I was like, there's like twice as much dick! <laughs> <laughs> It's great. Yeah, it's... that's interesting. I, I just, when I was a kid, I never found the male characters all that compelling, um, <laughs> which raises questions about how sexual orientation transforms over one's lifetime. Because, like, now a lot of the fanfic I read is gay male or straight fanfic. Uh, so there's plenty of dicks, and they are yes. a key feature of my enjoyment of said fanfic. <laughs> yes. I just, I feel very strongly about dick. <laughs> So you said you don't really read fic anymore, but like in the years... I, I do when you give it to me. Right. Because which, I don't have to find it. I feel like it's always Sherlock fic. And no, <laughs> Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I didn't oh, watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but you started sending me Brooklyn Nine-Nine fan fiction, <laughs> which was good, and I figured the show must be great too, and it is. It's, it's so, so good. That's 100% <laughs> how I got into that show, though. I was like, there's some hot fic about this. <laughs> Right, like, I kind of, my resurgence in uh, being interested in fan fiction kind of came as a result of getting really into Brooklyn Nine-Nine, because there is a really good fanfic community around it, but what I find interesting about that show is, like, the male lead, Jake Peralta, as played by Andy Samberg, is this kind of, like, ostensibly feminist dude. Um, he shows yeah. a lot of respect for women, a lot of respect for queer folks. There are even some theories he might be canonically bisexual, which would be amazing. Um, and he's uh, he's consent conscious in certain ways. And so, like, I found him an interesting character in fan fiction because he's really the sort of man who I sleep with or would aspire to sleep with. And so I, I wasn't distracted by all these feelings that you have with certain fandoms where you're like, oh, that character is really problematic, but I'm just going to, like, ignore that for the sake of reading this story. Like, Chuck Bass cough, from cough, Gossip house Girl. House fan fiction. Right, House, or, like, I always think of Chuck Bass from Gossip Girl, because, like, he is canonically a rapist. Like, he is a shithead. He is emotionally manipulative and abusive and awful, but he's also, like, such a babe and really dommy in a lot of the fic about him. So, like, I... I always have had really conflicted feelings about reading fan fiction about him, but with Jake Peralta, I'm like, oh, he would just, like, make goofy, consenty jokes while going down on someone and making them come and, like, not making a yeah. big deal about it. He's so wonderful. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have other favorite fandoms or characters or pairings? I used to read a lot of House Wilson. So good. Oh, yeah. That was... I read a lot of that in high school, and I read a lot of, like, uh, band pairings, so, like, real person fic, oh. with Avenged Sevenfold character, oh, characters, Jesus, members, and uh, <laughs> Motley Crue members, and some Guns N' Roses, but mostly because my friends were really into that, and they would give me the good ones. Can we talk a little bit about real person fanfic? Because I have a lot of feelings about it. Yeah. I keep pitching articles on this to, like, every publication and no one will let me write about it. But, like, 
So real person fanfic, if you don't know, is what it sounds like. It's writing fanfiction about real people. So like actors, members of bands, whatever. Um, And often there's like romantic elements. So like a lot of people in the One Direction RPF world think that certain members of One Direction are in love with slash dating other members of One Direction, (laughs) which is wonderful. And I hope that that's true. Um, I got into it because there's this genre of RPF called Cumbersmut which is uh, about Benedict Cumberbatch. And a lot of them are written in the second person. So it's like Benedict Cumberbatch slash reader. So it'll be like, Benedict comes home and grabs you and kisses you. And then he goes down on you and makes you come so amazingly. And he's the perfect husband. There's nothing wrong with him. Um, I love Cumbersmut. It's very calming <laughs> to me. But what do you think about... I can't do second person stuff. Yeah? Yeah. Because well, you don't no. like audio erotica either. And I feel like it's probably yeah. related. Yeah. It's, like, too yeah. direct. It's, like, they're looking it's you in like, the eyes. It's, like, stop. It's not me. Stop. <laughs> but you don't... I literally... Anytime I read second person stuff, I want to be like, you don't know me! <laughs> I know. It feels a little bit empty. It's, like, if Benedict Cumberbatch in the story is, like, you're so beautiful. You're the most amazing woman I've ever met. That I'm, like, you don't know. Like, I don't <laughs> think he would really say that. Probably not. Met. I mean, he, he might fall in love with me if we met, but, like, who's to say? <laughs> Yeah. Do you have do you have feelings about the ethics of RPF? Because this is what I always feel weird about. Like, I have written one piece of RPF in my life, and it was about Stephanie Beatrice from Brooklyn Nine Nine, who's the actress who plays Rosa Diaz. And I've just like ever since I've written it, I've like lived in terror that she will read it and be really uncomfortable. Like, what do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, grown-up me has definitely, like, ethics questions about that, and like, oh, I mean, like, fantasizing about people are one thing, but like, A, putting it on the internet, and B, like, taking it to the point where you're like, no, they're really in love, and it's like, no, they're, they're not, that's not, you don't know these people, stop it. Yeah. But like, high school me wrote porn about people in my school, so... <laughs> And we used to joke about, like, what would happen if people found these stories. Mm -hmm. And I think we actually wrote stories about, like, wrote, like, humor stories about them finding fic about themselves and being like, this is weird, (laughs) but not a bad idea. Mm -hmm. You want to try that thing? (laughs) And then... (laughs) There's some stuff like that in the RPF Sherlock fandom. Where, yeah. like, Martin Freeman and Benedict Cumberbatch surreptitiously stumble upon fanfiction about Sherlock and John Watson getting it on. And they're like, you know what? That's a good idea. We should do that. I absolutely love, um, there's a Supernatural episode or series of episodes. Because Supernatural has a huge uh, mm-hmm. fanfic fandom. I've never really gotten into it. But there are a series of episodes where... Because the show gets really meta, and in the show, there's a series of books called Supernatural that people (laughs) are fans of and think are fiction, but it's not. (laughs) It's actually the story of the two main characters. Mm -hmm. So then the two main characters find fanfic about the books, Mm -hmm. and the big pairing is that the brothers are are into each other. Mm -hmm. But they're... So there, there are multiple scenes in the show of them, like, leaning over a computer being like... They know we're brothers, right? <laughs> what? A- and then I what? <laughs> like, 
And they've, like, met fans who, like, moonily look at them and are like, but you two are, like, anytime they stand too close to each other or fight, they'll, like, look over and there are these fangirls, like, staring at them and they're like, would you, stop! (laughs) Yeah, I can get that that would be weird. I had a a girlfriend in high school who uh, wrote a piece of fan fiction about me and my ex-girlfriend, like, a different girl. Um, uh. and, like, I was not not consenting to that. Like, I, w- I was pretty into the story that ensued, but it did give me some creepy feelings, and I was like, I don't think that this other girl should ever see this, because, like, it was this ex who I was really kind of still into and would have definitely gotten back together with, and so my current girlfriend trying to make me happy, I guess, in this way that was sort of like proto-compersion, now that I think about it, uh, Mm -hmm. wrote this story about me, like, getting back together with my ex and her knowing exactly how to go down on me, because, of course, the girl writing the story knew exactly how to go down on me and wrote it that way. And um, I still have that somewhere, and that's very weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, right now, looking back, I'm like, oh, like real person fic is kind of consenty questionable yeah like Like, this is my i I sometimes uh, worry i should take down the one piece of it that i've written and then another part of me is like but she's never gonna see it but i don't know yeah but like i don't know (laughs) and i think there's also like a big difference between like writing it and sending it to a person right which i would never being like you know, just in, like, writing fiction about the, I don't know, about this, like, public character. Because I <laughs> yeah. feel like, you know, I, I don't, I don't I know. I get kind of uncomfortable when, it doesn't happen it's... so much anymore, but people used to make jokes at us that would, uh, <laughs> that would imply that we were romantically or sexually involved. I Yeah, I feel like there's, <laughs> I feel like there's a little bit of a fandom there, and we're both just like, <laughs> no. Yeah, like, people ship us. I've even had, like, partners of mine ask me, like, so you and Bex, like, no attraction there? Like, none at all? Really? (laughs) Um, I don't know if they're angling for a threesome or what's going on when they ask me that question, but they always seem kind of surprised that I'm like, no, like, it's, it's, I've never, I don't think it's ever been a question, like. (laughs) No, like, when we first met, there was someone that you had been hooking up with that was, like, angling for a threesome. (laughs) And it was, it was the second time we met. It was when we were at Playground. Right. And, like, you said that, and I, like, we were walking across the lobby, and you said it, and we both kind of stopped and looked at each other, and we're like, nah. (laughs) (laughs) Which, to be fair, we've had two threesomes since then, so, like... I mean, yeah. We've come around on that. (laughs) We've come around each other. That's because we were both mutually into those people. Right. It was, it was more a a matter of convenience. (laughs) Yeah. We were definitely both like, man, we both want to fuck this person, but, like, there's only so much time, so. Just crammed it in, in more ways than one, if you know what I'm saying. And then the second one dude was like, I wanted a threesome, and we were like, yeah, can do. (laughs) Alright. Yeah, sure. Let's make it happen. Um, But but getting back to fanfiction, though. Oh, and please don't write, please don't write fan fiction about us, um, unless nope. it's uh, tweet-sized and funny rather than sexy and creepy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And you can yeah. hashtag that Diltorxfic. I would be so into that if... Uh, DDFF. Um, that sounds Dildorks like a bra fanfic. size. 
so question. What yes. makes for good fan fiction slash erotica for you? And let's assume that I'm talking about X-rated fan fiction and not just like emotional winding stories because TBH, we're a sex podcast. I want to hear yeah. about the banging. What is good fic? Ah, good fic captures the character's voice really well. Yes. And like actually feels like the character rather than just like someone's fantasy overlaid onto someone else's fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing about any kind of written smut is that you're really able to kind of get a feel for why the person is into what they're into. Mm-hmm. So I want to be able to really, like, feel it. I want to hear the whys and what's going on in their head and, like, how things feel mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. I Don't just describe the physical stuff that's happening. I can watch porn for that, you know? Right, right. So I think really good fic, like, gets into the characters' heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. Um, Good writing and grammar and everything are really tops for me. So I did not enjoy the Fifty Shades books, uh, for example. (laughs) Um, But yeah, the characters' motivations are really important for me. Because I think really, like what you said, what sets apart fanfic from generic erotica or porn or whatever, for me, is my investment in the characters and my pre-existing knowledge of the characters and the universe that they live in. So when you were talking about that, I was thinking about this story by one of my favorite fanfic writers. Her name is Kasuchi, and she wrote this uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine story, which is called I'll Know My Name as It's Called Again. And uh, the link will be in the show notes if you want to check it out. But it's like, I think it's like five different mini vignettes about Jake Peralta performing oral sex on various different women. Um, But it's so well written, and it really gets into his head with regards to like, why would this character in particular really love to go down on women? And like, first of all, he loves women, but secondly, he's a detective. He loves figuring shit out. He loves like solving a puzzle and, and you see that in the show. And then that's like represented really well in the story. And for me, that was really like both hot and also rang true. Um, and also it's just like a really funny, cute story and there's like consent stuff in it. I find enthusiastic consent in fan fiction is really exciting to me as both, uh, someone who enjoys fan fiction and someone who like works in sex education. Cause I think when our sexy media shows that getting enthusiastic consent can be hot, like that is really good representation and, and teaches people important lessons that they can take with them into their sex lives. What about bad fanfic, though? What does that look like for you? For me, it's all about the word choices. Mm. <laughs> like, I need... So, I mean, bad fanfic is just poorly written fanfic. Mm-hmm. Um, but fanfic that doesn't work for me is fanfic that uses the quote-unquote wrong language mm-hmm. or just language that isn't hot to me mm-hmm. because I'm so into dirty talk but it's gotta be the right words mm-hmm. and like we've all seen the like cheesy erotica language <laughs> like don't call it meat don't call it a schlong or like a throbbing rod like don't <laughs> it, it's not a button it's a clit <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, it's not my secret pearl. Like, <laughs> fucking stop. I always hate it when people refer to genitals as someone's sex. 
because uh, that's a confusing usage of that word given yeah. the context. And yeah. also it's just like, it's, it's almost like sex negative in the sense that it's like censoring the actual words. And it's like, can you please, like, I guess sometimes it doesn't make sense for a particular character to maybe say vulva. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Like, I feel like Gregory House would for sure use all the right terms because he's oh, a doctor. Oh, definitely. And it definitely. would be so hot and he would know where all the stuff is. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, I, like, one word can ruin a story for me, though. Yeah. Like, it's if it's not a word that works for me, I'm like, oh, what? Why? <laughs> My my partner has multiple times called my tea my man juice, and I'm like, that sounds like I. It's adorable, and it sounds like something you found out of some like gay erotica rag that you found at a truck stop. <laughs> like, please, oh, I'm like here laughing at that, but my blog is called Girly Juice, so like I can't even talk. Fuck that and fuck yeah is our weekly segment where we tell you something we hate and something we love. And this week we're talking about fan fiction. What is your fuck that, Bex? My fuck that is this whole false dichotomy between erotica and porn. Ooh, yeah. And and even fanfic, how that's also like a different thing and considered like less real as like a writing style or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you're a real writer if you're writing about fictional people, but if you're writing about existing characters, you're just a 13-year-old fangirl. Um, mm-hmm. And, and that, that is like, so, like, poor. so much a part of misogyny culturally, because, like, fanfiction is so much a female pursuit, uh, and and basically, like, a non-cis male pursuit, really. Yeah. Um, so it's it's just, like... Anything that non-cis men try to do is denigrated pretty much in our culture, so I feel like that's where that comes from. Yeah, but also that, like, porn is, like, filthy and gritty and sexy and for men, (laughs) and erotica and fanfiction is all sweet and nice Mm -hmm. and it's like pretty and dainty and for Mm -hmm. women and like i've read some filthy shit oh totally yeah (laughs) and like and that it's somehow more refined because it's not porn it's erotica Mm -hmm. like fuck 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 off (laughs) yeah fuck all of that (laughs) yeah what's your fuck that my fuck that is there not being enough professional venues for writing fanfic or things that are similar to fanfic. Because obviously there's like copyright issues and basically unless you're E.L. James, your fanfic probably isn't going to turn into anything lucrative. Which is sad because like so much fanfic out there is brilliantly written by people who should have book deals and whatnot. Um, but I there are a few like there venues. Are, there are, is some other published fanfic it's true it's nothing as big as like 50 shades obviously but like for the most part there's an anthology of fanfic for the marketplace right oh i didn't know that that's interesting i think so 
There's a, there's a series that was on the website, The Toast, which sadly is no longer, and it was like, they would pick a fictional character or a celebrity, and they would be like, if this person was your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your best friend or whatever. Um, and two of my favorites are they did, if Stanley Tucci was your boyfriend, and uh, if Kristen Stewart was your girlfriend, and they're sort oh of God. like a form of RPF, and they just let you like live in this fantasy world, and it's beautiful. Um, and I also do a series on my blog very occasionally called Nightstand Necessities, where I write about uh, what I think would be in certain fictional characters' nightstands as far as, like, sex toy stuff. So I've done Chuck Bass from Gossip Girl and Rosa Diaz from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and I want to do Holtzman from Ghostbusters Yes, <laughs> but, but Holtzman wouldn't have Conventional toys. Sex toys. Holtzman would just make their own. Right. Also, my roommate... Uh, has convinced me that Holtzman is canonically non-binary. So <laughs> that makes a lot of sense to me. Yes. Right. We've just decided. So I almost feel like I'm misgendering Holtzman by using she pronouns just because I, my like my roommate has convinced me. God. We fully. This is our new reality. <laughs> I wonder what Kate McKinnon would think about that. Shit. Interesting I know. questions. Yeah, I don't know, but it's just has been accepted in my household. I mean, to me, certainly every character, every main character in that movie is canonically gay. Like, there's no right. evidence to the contrary. Right. And there's there's so much tension between them that, like, clearly you two used to be in love. Right. Or perhaps still are. <laughs> anyway, what is your um, fuck yeah? So my fuck yeah is when erotica and like fanfic teaches me new kinks because like i was saying before it's all about how it being able to see why people are into these things Mm -hmm. and i can definitely go into stuff and be like i'm not really into that and then hearing why someone else is into it being like all right i'm a little into that (laughs) yep yep. change of plans (laughs) (laughs) i find fanfic does that more than anything else for me I think because, like, I basically already have a crush on the characters. It's like when you're, like, dating someone who you're super, super into, and they tell you about a kink that, like, you've never thought of before, but you're like, oh, I like you so much that I want to do that now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Suddenly, that sounds uh, interesting. Yeah. We should talk. (laughs) I literally think that my submissive identity was born into being from reading Sherlock fanfic. Like, I, I think that I would have been submissive anyway, but I don't think I would have become aware of it quite so soon. So I was reading this uh, Sherlock story called A Cure for Boredom, like, two years ago. And it's one where Sherlock keeps taking John to this sex club, and he'll have him, like, have sex with other people. But Sherlock himself will not have sex with John, and he'll just, like, sort of observe what works on John. And then, like, keep mm. really detailed notes and spreadsheets on that it. one. Yeah, so I remember reading that and being like like, really identifying with the character of John and with this idea of, like, being submissive and letting someone else make all my decisions for me sexually. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm submissive. Whoa. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So what about you? What's your fuck yeah? My fuck yeah is this amazing book that everyone should read if they're interested in fan fiction. It's by Anne Jameson, who is a scholar. Uh, She teaches fanfic at the university level, I believe. And the book is called Fic, Why Fanfiction is Taking Over the World. And she writes this uh, great history of fanfiction culture, where it comes from, why it's important. Um, 
its purpose in our society more broadly. It's really, really fascinating. That's she's, awesome. Yeah, she's got interviews with all these fanfic writers from different genres like RPF and Sherlock and the X-Files and Star Trek. Like she's just, it's an amazing, amazing book. I really learned so much from it and it made me so much more aware of like what fan fiction can be. It's not this like small, trivial, goofy thing. It's really important narratively and culturally. You know what else is important? Having (laughs) listeners for a podcast, because uh, if a podcast falls in a forest and there's no one there to download it in their podcatchers, did it even really happen? You know what I'm saying? Like... (laughs) You, you're important. <laughs> yes, thank That's you what so we're much. saying. Thank you for listening you're to us important in a forest. to me, listener. <laughs> you matter. I care about you. <laughs> Hello, friend. <laughs> yeah, you. I'm talking to you specifically. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I have been Kate Sloan. Oh, God. <laughs> Is this how this goes? <laughs> Usually. <laughs> okay. Because I always think it's weird that you say you have been. Once upon a time, I was Kate Sloan. <laughs> I have been her before, and I might consider being her again. It was a fun time. <laughs> I am, have been, will probably always be Kate Sloan. Um, you can find my sex blog at girlyjuice.net and my other writing at katewritesaboutsex.com. And actually, if you want to look me up on the fanfiction website, Archive of Our Own, and read some of the terabad Brooklyn Nine-Nine fanfiction I've written. Um, my username there is Girly Juice. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at girly underscore juice. Where is your stuff at, friend? I'm Bex. You can find me at BexTalkSex on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find my writing at BexTalkSex.com. And you can find me at BexTalkSex on YouTube because I started that thing. So, like, go subscribe to me on there and make me feel cool. (laughs) Uh, Together, we're the Dildorks. You can find us at the Dildorks on Twitter and Instagram and at thedildorks.com. You can also download our show and your favorite podcasting app. We should be in most of them. If there's one you use that you can't find us, shoot me an email. I'll get us there. If you want to support our work, you can review us on one of those awesome podcasting apps, ideally iTunes. It makes us easier to find. You can also support us at patreon.com slash dildorks, where you can get all kinds of perks for throwing a few bucks our way and helping us keep doing what we're doing. We have a few new Patreons we wanted to shout out this week. Uh, we have Ashley, Braden, Alexa, Robert, and Metamora. So thank you all for supporting our show and helping us keep being awesome. Thank you so much. We'll be doing a, uh, a live stream episode soon because we do one of those per month for Patreon people of a certain tier. So if you want to get in on that, uh, hop on over to patreon.com slash the dildorks and sign up. Thank you also so much to Protodome for letting us use his song, I Want You in My Bedroom, as our theme song. His music is at protodome.bandcamp.com. And thank you to Amy Gardner, who is at starboots underscore on Twitter, for doing our logo. Until next time, folks, get out there and live your sexy, dorky life. Bye. Okay, so uh, I was telling my boy about how my fuck buddy's going to be in town later this summer. Um, and, uh, and I was telling him a story about said fuck buddy's dick and, uh, boyf was like, is he bigger than me? And at first I thought he was asking for like 
jealousy slash inadequacy reasons. Who is calling me? They should know you're talking about dick right now. It's so fucking rude. How dare you interrupt me in the middle of a story about dick. Um, <laughs> so I thought he was asking because he, like, felt inadequate or whatever. And I was like, no, he's not really bigger than you. He's, like, thicker but shorter. I don't know. Uh, and then he goes, do you think that we could DP you? Is that a thing that you would want? <laughs> and I was like, um, I mean, <laughs> not no. So, uh, I feel like <laughs> I'm like imagining watching that simply <laughs> because they're vaguely similar looking humans. Uh, in person, not so much. <laughs> okay. Because I, I only know your fuck buddy in person, and I've just talked to the other one, like, on Skype. Right. No, in person, but... they're, like, they're pretty different. <laughs> okay. I still think they would look really cute with me in the middle of them, though. Of course you do. Like, woof. <laughs> <laughs> um, my goal whenever I talk about fanfiction in any venue is to just get as many people as possible to start watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It's so, so good. Uh, Did you know that Stephanie Beatrice came out as bi? Yeah. And said that Rosa's canonically bi. What? Yeah. I don't know that that's up to her. She she came out and she was like, I'm bi and I play Rosa, so Rosa's bi. (laughs) I I mean, I I don't disagree. Rosa's obviously bi, but like... Yeah. I don't think there's any actual... And she's basically been like, I'm a bi person and I play Rosa as a bi person. So, Rosa's bi. I have made this decision as an actress. Oh my god. I want all the canonical queers on that show. Suze keeps flirting with me and I think we're probably going to threesome. We should do that. Have you seen her whipped cream Snapchat story? Yes. Today? Yes. I've died. I yes. no longer exist. Thanks, Suze. So I like... Okay. Are we ready to do this? I'm reading a comic about gay robots. Give me one second. So unprofessional. <laughs> uh, no, I'm reading fanfic. <laughs> do it on your own time. <laughs> so rude I just have a teenage boy kink Not Yes Yeah, you know what I mean <laughs> I mean, me too So, yeah Um, yeah. creepy Yeah Erase something these about... the record Yeah, yeah, or definitely But like, something <laughs> about The whole Can I, can I just for a second uh-huh. Something about the whole, like, so many hormones and so horny all the time that they can't control it yes, thing. Yes, that is the entire thing. That is all of it. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Which, when Fuck. I was actually in high school, I hated that. No, I was into it then, too. <laughs> I've been into it forever. I've been away from it for long enough. And now I'm about to go through it. Yeah. Now, now it's about to happen to me. So. Interesting. You are inside of it. <laughs> I am inside of it. <laughs> fuck that and fuck yeah is our weekly segment where we tell you something we hate and something we love. And this week we're talking about, oh no, I said it bad. <laughs> <laughs> that was your fault, not I mine. I said it so bad. Bye.